Hi, it's Scott Rockfile, back with another podcast for you. Going to talk about the history of Rockfile Radio. A little over 12 years ago, I had the opportunity to play with internet radio. It was a good idea at the time because there was no Spotify. It wasn't popular yet. Um, I had been in radio all my life and just had some time and was like, uh, it was a suggestion. Why don't you try and play with this? You're good at radio. Why don't you be good at internet radio? So I did the research. I bought some software. I bought a computer. I connected it to a, uh, a, a streaming provider, which I still use. Radio Bash is in Alabama, run by a fraternity brother of mine, um, which is a low-cost, effective way to do it. You have to stream through a streaming host, and then that goes out to a streaming source. Right now, I'm streaming directly from my websites. I used to be on a site called Loud City, which went under years ago, but there were a lot of internet radio stations on Loud City, and that's where we, hey, we're going to do this. And I put up a progressive rock station because I was going to progressive rock shows that were sold out and nobody in the United States was playing the music. That didn't make any sense to me. Why was nobody playing Porcupine Tree, Riverside, and all these Opeth, these other bands I was going to see, Catatonia? They were sold out shows. People were buying merch. Not a radio station would touch their music. So, first station was Rockfile Radio Ice. The idea to kind of name them after elements, that kind of was just an afterthought. We just had to come up with a name for them. And I originally called them, I think, one and two, <laughs> and decided to go beyond that and give them actual names and images and things. So, I put on the, the progressive rock for a while. A lot of my friends tuned in. And after a few weeks, people said, can you do something more mainstream? Because <laughs> it does play a lot of eclectic and obscure music. But that's the whole idea. That music was not getting played here. And how was people going to know it if we don't play it? So, I dedicated a whole radio station to playing everything from the classics, Rush, Yes, Genesis, all that classic pro progressive rock, and all the way up to the current bands. And now, 12 years later, that's the more popular of the two radio stations. Still, uh, record labels fully support it from around the world. Listeners from around the world also fully support it. That's a wonderful thing. But like I said, less than a month later, I put on fire uh, a hard rock station because I was listening to Sirius XM Octane at the time, and it was pretty bad and still not great today. Um, sometimes they sound fabulous. Other times they sound like they're playing things the record label talked them into sometimes they just play music that doesn't fit their radio station. Or maybe I'm out of the demographic, which is entirely possible. So I decided to make an octane for adults, and thus Rockfile Radio Fire was born. Side note, I had a friend of mine, John, uh, voice it. Uh, he volunteered to do it for free because he's a voice guy, and a friend of mine had been friends for a long time, and he voiced all of the imaging on that radio station, hours worth of stuff, right? So I've been running it ever since, and a few years later, he passed away. Unfortunately, John is no longer with us, but I left his imaging on the radio station as a tribute, and I need to do a page for him or something on the new website that I'm building. So anyway, that's kind of a side note. I'm the voice of Rockfell Radio Ice. Rockfell Radio Fire is John and a little bit of me. I'm starting to add some stuff there because we're coming up on our 12th anniversary, which is a big deal. So for the first few months and years... There was no Spotify. Streaming was an alien thing to people. Like, how can I stream your radio station? I would put up instructions on how to Bluetooth your phone or connect your phone by wire to your car stereo so you could listen while you were driving down the road and have, you know, if you had internet in the phone back then. This is 12 years ago, people. <laughs> it was a little different time. Um, and again, this was before Spotify and some of the other big services. Sure, iTunes was around, but Apple Music wasn't a thing yet. Um, Amazon Music was not 
people weren't really using it. And so internet radio was kind of a thing for a little while. I had the stations up on Loud City. They were also on TuneIn. I'm trying to get them back on TuneIn, but TuneIn stopped accepting new radio stations. We were off the air moving to Alaska for a couple of weeks, and they dropped me during that time, and I've been trying to get us back on since then. Uh, We're also on a couple apps, but... It's easiest just to stream it from the website. I have a few friends that have internet radio built into their home units, and they're asking me for links and stuff. Uh, I will provide those if you ask. Um, but again, the, the station's kind of evolved over the years to be basically introductions to new music. Every other song on both radio stations is a new song or something from the 21st century. In between, the every odd song is a classic or something from you know, a a few years ago, but every other song is something brand new. We carry currents and recurrents, just like any pop rock or country station on the planet. Uh, We have rotations of heavy, medium, and light. Uh, Things start in light, go up to medium, go up to heavy. Once they start getting burned out, they move to recurrent, eventually move to a gold category. If the song stood the test of time during that six-month trial by fire kind of thing that happens with music. When you add music to a radio station, no matter how good a program director you are, uh, you can say, this is like the greatest song ever. But after hearing it a few hundred times, because you play songs four to five hundred times before they move to recurrent, um, you will start getting the vibe that maybe that wasn't the best song in the world. Maybe it's okay, and it's just not going to stand up. Or you might feel the opposite, and the more you hear the song, the more you bump it up in rotation and play it more often because it sounds great. That's some of the psychology that goes into what we do. Um, I would like to say that every song I pick to be a hit is a hit, and that's not always the case, but I hit more than I miss. And when I find something like this, the warning track we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks and podcast, other things, sick, this band has been around since 2017, but they finally have a song worthy of not only their talents, but worthy of breaking through. Their previous singles were all okay. They just weren't triple A. They weren't top notch. They were like B minus B, B plus maybe. But really to make it on the radio, your song's got to be an A or an A plus. We... Radio does not uh, suffer the songs that maybe we'll give this some time. I wish we could. I wish people had patience in the 21st century, but they don't. So the first time you hear a song, you really kind of have to get into it. If you don't, maybe the second or third time. But by that, if if you're not into it, uh, I've picked the wrong song probably. But I'm going back to the days. Sure, I look at Spotify. It really doesn't matter, but I look at it. Because Spotify listeners are paying a monthly fee to stream as much music as they want. They really don't care. If they really cared, they'd buy the album. They'd buy the CD. They'd buy the box set or whatever, the WAV file. Um, But most people that use streaming services don't want to own anything and don't really care. They just stream whatever's popular and, and that's it or whatever the algorithm feeds them. I'm more into radio listeners and people that buy vinyl and CD and people that care about the music and want to follow these bands and go see them on tour. Um, so if you're number one on Spotify, okay, you're number one on Spotify. You're number one with a whole lot of people who don't listen to the radio. Okay, great. Um, a whole bunch of rock stations are playing it. Well, that's good. But um, this week, just for an example, uh, we both of my rock stations, both my FM, KFSE in, in Kenai, Alaska, and Rockville Radio Fire, report to a couple of rock charts. And on the rock charts this week, um, Hardy who was Country Artist of the Year, got seven ads, seven radio stations added his new song, Rockstar, and only four added the new song from The Warning. Now, I'm sorry, but if you're a rock programmer and you added Hardy over The Warning, you should turn in your rock programming cred right now. Just turn in the keys. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hardy is not a rock artist, and no matter what he does to a song, he's still Hardy, and I'm not going to play him on a rock station. Why? 
why do we need that kind of crossover? Well, it's a good song. Okay, great. I've got 100 rock songs that people are not listening to because Hardy is taking up the space. I don't think so. I would rather play a rock band. <laughs> Image, one of my consultants years ago told me about face artists. Now, this is something that's not as, thing, uh, as a thing today, but back in the day, especially in like the 90s, if you mentioned somebody like John Mellencamp or Phil Collins or Celine Dion, you pictured them in your head. These days, you mention some of these new artists, you don't get a picture of who the artist is. So they're not a faced artist. They're not somebody that you think about in the shower. They're not something you think about all the time or can picture when you hear the song. That image is still a thing today, and Hardy is known. I ha I run a country station. We play Hardy all the time. Why would I want to play that artist on my rock station? This is just an example of what happened this week and how rock is not – this has always been a thing. Record labels have always wanted to cross things over. It's more money for them. Why would they not? It's a bigger audience for the artist. It's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, and I'm not saying nobody can cross over. But your country artist of the year, why do you want to be on a rock station? I don't I don't understand. Beyonce is pushing country songs right now, and she's got a whole fan club wanting to push country stations to play her songs. We listened to them today. They're all right, but they're not real country songs. They're not in the right cadence. They're they're done by her producer, not a country producer. And I'm sorry, they just don't get the format. If you see the image for her new single, they don't get it. They just don't get what country is. So, so be it. I, again, I don't mind artists and labels trying to cross things over to be bigger, to get a bigger piece of the pie, bigger audience, whatever. But sometimes it just doesn't make sense. And Beyonce's not a country artist and never will be. And and her and her crew don't get what makes country popular. Does Hardy get what makes rock? I don't know. Most country stars have a little bit of rock in them. But again, it, apples and oranges, people. If something rocks, it rocks. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, it's pretty simple in black and white to somebody who's done it for as long as I have. But... Other people, I guess, are confused about where rocks these days when Olivia Rodrigo could be nominated for a rock Grammy. I don't even know understand how that happens. I don't care if she put a guitar solo in the song. Not a rock artist, not a rock song. Period. End of story. And that's a slap in the face to all the artists that didn't get nominated, who had big singles, big tours, big radio play, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, Rockfile Radio has evolved and stood the test of time to play new music. I get full label support on both radio stations from around the world. I uh, get rock star interviews because we have over 5,000 people following us on each social media. Um, the stations have been on the air and streaming to 168 countries for almost 12 years now. And this brings us to why we're here. Um, I have a new merch design. Rockfile Radio, on its sixth anniversary, commissioned Armed Strangers. He's a guy I met across the country, uh, across the globe. He's in Indonesia. Um, I think it was through Fiverr is how we first met her. I met him on Instagram because I really liked his work. He does kind of comic booky kind of art. And I wanted something different for my radio station. It's not your typical radio station artwork. So back in, in, in six years ago, he did a design of this traveler, this the listener. It's a guy in a spacesuit which has earphones on, and he put ice and fire above and below him uh, to signify the radio stations and him on the journey to find the music or whatever. And it's a great design, but we limited the colors. It's kind of like all orange and old gold, and doesn't have it doesn't really pop because the site I was using at the time charged you for all the extra colors. Now I'm using a different print-on-demand service that I can have infinite amount of colors if I want. I can even have a bunch of colors in my embroidery, which is awesome. So 
it seemed like the right thing to do. We're 12 years old. It's been 12 years since we started. It's 2024. We started in 2012. It was time to get a new design and update. So I reached out to the same armed strangers and asked him to do a new design. We negotiated. I gave him some ideas and he, uh, an incredible sequel. It's better. It's more colorful. It is the same traveler design kind of updated and evolved. The listener is now continuing his journey through the worlds of ice and fire, navigating through them to find the perfect song. 12 years, this journey's gone and he continues. Uh, so anyway, we put that on t-shirts and stuff. It's in our merch booth. I've got stickers ordered. There's stickers in the merch booth, but I'm, I got some others on the way. This is our fundraising drive for the radio stations. It does not cost much money to run internet radio, but I run these two stations out of my pocket. We accept a little bit of advertising every once in a while. There's a band that wants to promote a new release, and sometimes they will pay us for a few-week promotion or something like that. But for the most part, I pay the monthly fees and the, and the streaming costs and everything out of my pocket because I love what I do, and I love listening to the radio. Uh, I do have six AM FMs in Kenai, Alaska to listen to, but I also listen to my two Internet stations because, well, I love them too. Um, so anyway, we sell merch every couple of years to fund the radio station. By selling a few T-shirts and hoodies and stuff, I can pay for the radio stations for a couple of years. That's a wonderful thing. So if you're so inclined, uh, all the stuff is name brand. It's from Printful, which is a great print-by-demand company. They ship the stuff out in about a week. Um, I've been very impressed with their quality over the last six years, and I already have some of the new stuff, and it's great. looks great. The design pops. Please make an order. Um, if you order $75 or more, you can get free shipping. And the shipping's not bad. It's priority mail, by the way. You get it really quick. So anyway, that's the kind of the story of Rockville Radio, and my plan is to continue to do what we do. Down the road, I still would like to have one or two more stations. Um, we have a plan to do a classic rock and a metal station. It just never timing, money, other things. So maybe if we sell a bunch of merch during this uh, this fundraising drive, uh, we can go ahead and start one or two of those other stations. But that takes a little bit of investment of computers and software and uh, getting the music and, and spending the time to build it, you know, right? So anyway, thank you very much for listening to this podcast and, and checking out Rockfile Radio. We're available at rockfileradio.com. I plan to put it on more apps and services going forward. Uh, my podcasts are available everywhere, as you probably know. So thank you for listening and have a spectacular day.